At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSEN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shah as we get you set for Championship Saturday here on Point Spread Saturday. Make sure to tweet at the show. Adam Shaw one at Femi Abebefe, and of course, at VEASAN Live. We want to hear from you guys as you're getting your action ready to go for this college football Saturday, the final one that is jam-packed with conference games. Coming up on the show, Mark Zeno, our VEASAN correspondent at 6.30 as we discuss, of course, the mammoth game down in Atlanta between Georgia and Alabama. But Mark also has some thoughts on the other Power 5 conference games. He has some range, so we'll discuss those games with him in just a bit. That's coming up in the second hour. Picks coming up, 6-15, nine plays between the two of us. Amal has a heavy card here on Championship Saturday. We'll dive into that. Top of the next hour, college football playoff scenarios, what the lines might be. We'll discuss that coming up at 6 a.m. And, of course, Amal's A-list in 15 minutes. But first... Amal Shah, Championship Saturday. Where has the season gone as college football crowning eight conference championships later on today? How you feeling entering this day where cash and tickets, Amal? That's what yeah, we're trying to do. Let's hope. Uh, I'd say it's going to be a lot of fun today to see how it plays out. Cincinnati with a real chance, obviously, to get into the college football playoff. They're going to need either an Oklahoma State, uh, Michigan, or Alabama lost, in my opinion, to be able to uh, cement themselves into the postseason or excuse me, the playoffs, postseason yep. they're going to be in. I, mean, I, I don't really <laughs> consider going to a bowl game that your school is going to lose money on really a uh, postseason appearance, but for their uh, reasoning, they call it that. Should be a lot of fun today when you look at these matchups. Uh, I think obviously everyone's going to look towards that Georgia game, but Femi, the game that I'm actually looking most forward to is the night game in Charlotte tonight between Wake Forest and Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be high scoring. Should be very entertaining. You get to see two terrific quarterbacks. Uh, it's one of those games, kind of like Red River, uh, excuse me, uh, Bedlam last weekend, I was going to say mm-hmm. Red River, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, where it was extremely competitive. And I think that this game should be similar to that, even though I give Pittsburgh an edge. I'm also looking forward to seeing how uh, Baylor does against Oklahoma State and Jerry World. Because they got dominated pretty well by Okie State the first time around, but that one was in Stillwater. Yep. Yeah, no, that's an interesting game. That one kicks off at 9 a.m. on the West Coast noon Eastern time, of course. Now, conference championship 
obviously today I'm wearing green for this specific reason that we're cashing tickets today at Mall. We have conference championship futures, all those futures that you've had dusted off and hiding in a safe. Maybe it's on your app most likely if people bet over the apps these days. But all those championship futures come to head later on this afternoon and into the evening, which is where we got the green on. We're hoping the Mall can get some green. He has a championship future on the SEC Amal, so we'll start with that game between Alabama and Georgia, the game of the day, maybe the game of the year in college football, at least that we've been looking forward to the most all throughout the season. As Georgia Bulldogs, the number one ranked team in the country, six and a half point favorites with a total of 49 and a half. This one taking place in Atlanta, Georgia. Bama didn't look too hot last week in the Iron Bowl, but of course that is the Iron Bowl. Weird things can happen, but Georgia that defense is absolutely incredible, Amal. What are your first thoughts in this game between the Tide and the Dogs? You know, look, I think both teams were terrific. I think if you look at Alabama's season, the loss against A&M was a bit surprising because they had the lead in that game. You thought it would be a challenge for A&M, and they did come from behind and win that. I thought the loss that they probably should have had should have occurred last weekend down in the Iron Bowl in uh, Jordan-Hare. Oh, yeah. Where Tank Bigsby not going out of bounds was just catastrophic. I mean, you talk about costing your team an opportunity to win the Iron Bowl. I thought that was directly a result of it. Alabama's uh, running game has been inconsistent, especially with Brian Robinson being injured. Uh, Jace McClellan got hurt earlier this year. Trace Sanders has not been maybe the type of running back we're used to out of Alabama, which is the physicality that they bring to the table. And then remember last week, Femi, also, Jamison Williams went out with a targeting call, and that was huge in terms of how Alabama's offensive performance was. They weren't able to seamlessly slide Mechie from the number two receiver to the number one, so on and so forth. They're going to be much better off today when you look at Williams, uh, Mechie, and then Slade Bolden, that's your number three. They'll be just fine in terms of how they're able to do things. And then on the flip side, for me, the one thing I would say, look, Georgia's been unbelievable this year. I still think they had the greatest stat I've seen in college football in a long time. Eight touchdowns compared to four first downs against Vanderbilt this year in Nashville. <laughs> just one of the most mind-boggling stats. And two road games this year we saw with Georgia where it was just all UGA people. That game in Nashville, which I referenced, and then the game in Atlanta against Georgia oh, Tech yeah. last weekend. You would have thought it was a dog scrimmage, at, you know, just at a smaller stadium. It wasn't at Sanford. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're just hosting a scrimmage in Atlanta here. They got about 45,000 people at Bobby Dodd. And really a nice job of the dogs all year long. But the one thing I would push back, as great as Georgia has been, when you go through the schedule and if you evaluate this thing, and I think there's probably a lot of Georgia people coming into the matchup tonight a little bit concerned, what def excuse me, what offense or quarterback have they faced that's even remotely close to what Bryce Young is? And I don't think they've faced anybody quite like that yet. Yeah, no, no, nobody that pops up on the schedule when you take a look at that schedule for the Georgia Bulldogs. Oddly enough, this game, and I know you have a, a play on the total. I want you to save that thought for coming up in the second hour when we reveal our picks. But oddly enough, in this game, we think about these two teams as two defensive stalwarts out there in the SEC. The over has hit in eight of the last nine games in this series. Now, the Bulldogs this year, eight and four against the spread. Crimson Tide, six and six, ATS. And I've heard, I'm sure you've heard it all week long, Amal, that this is the first time Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide have been underdogs since 2015. That game happened to be against Georgia. They won that game pretty handily. Also, just the eighth time ever the Tide have been dogs under Nick Saban here. Do you read anything into that? Obviously, it means they've had a heck of a run, one of the best runs in college football history here. But now they're catching points. Them all. They're dangling them out there for you to take this Alabama team getting nearly a touchdown later on this afternoon. Well, I think the one thing that's gone under the radar is some of the deficiencies with the Alabama defense. Will Anderson has been unbelievable. He's going to be a first-team All-American. He's going to win a ton of defensive awards. Uh, him and Jordan Davis and Aiden Hutchinson is going to come down to them uh, for a lot of contention for some awards. But to me, the when you look at this team, uh, Dallas Turner's come on well in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. But there's still some deficiencies there. And I think if Georgia's passing game can attack Alabama, I think Alabama's going to be in for a long day defensively. I don't think they're going to slow down this Georgia running game. Zamir White and James Cook. I've been a huge James Cook fan. Look, I, I've been all over Georgia this year before the season started. I thought the Dogs were going to win the SEC, have a future on them. Yep. Let's see if they can materialize with that. Bowers has been terrific in the passing game. You know, they've done it this year without Pickens at the receiver position. So it's been impressive what they've been able to do. But Georgia has not been in a situation, and to their credit, where they've been under pressure, where they've got to go down and get a score, where they've got to be able to really move the football. And, you know, coming into this season, nobody had ever beaten Nick Saban, a former assistant of his. We saw Jimbo Fisher beat him earlier this year. Now let's see if uh, Kirby Smart can return the favor a second time. Also, one other thing in terms of this game, Femi, this is the second most important game, in my opinion, 
for Georgia in the last 41 years. Really? This, outside of the national championship game. Why do you say that? Because they're obviously into the playoff already, whether they win or lose. Because if you don't beat Alabama now, when are you going to beat them? If you look at Alabama for next year, assume Jamison Williams leaves and John Mechie potentially leaves because he can probably be in the second or third round. Maybe he might even sneak into the first round if he has a great workout. Evan Neal's probably going to leave early. Everybody else is back. Bryce Young's only going to get better coming into next year. Defensively, they're going to be looted, uh, loaded. You're going to lose Job in the secondary, but pretty much you've got a bunch of guys coming back. Alabama should be preseason number one to open the year. And if you can't get it done now, you're looking at a potential scenario where you would face them against the, them in the playoffs. You have absolutely run through everybody on your schedule where would you be mentally if you can't beat your biggest rival and the team that you compete against for recruits every day of the year? Uh, this is for the taking. This is an opportunity for Georgia to shift the balance of power potentially for a long-term run because the way the recruiting has gone, mm-hmm. they they have been right there. If not, they've actually had more five-stars over the last – Yeah, they've been better in terms of five-star recruits. Alabama's gotten the four-stars. So that's really where it's made a difference. But – this is an opportunity. And then the one other point, uh, play, position I would point to is quarterback play. If you still look at these two teams, that's the biggest difference. They had a player in Justin Fields, but uh, you know Kirby Smart <laughs> didn't make that right decision. Let's start Jake Fromm, shall we? Let's yeah, do that. Exactly. And, <laughs> but this team is right there. They've got a chance, Georgia, because of the recruiting that's there locally, to go on an epic run similar to what Alabama's done if they can win this game and dominate the college football playoff. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of recruits will be watching that one in Atlanta where those two teams tend to go head-to-head in terms of recruiting. In Jerry World, we mentioned it earlier, the Big 12 title game. Baylor's take on Oklahoma State. The Cowboys, six-point favorites with a total of 46. Now, Oklahoma State won this game earlier this season by 10. That day in Stillwater, they were three-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, six-point favorites on a neutral field. But obviously, this line, due to the uncertainty of Jerry Bohannon, the Baylor quarterback, whether he plays or doesn't play, we'll find that out later on this morning. But what are your first thoughts in this game between the Cowboys and the Bears? Well, the first thing I look at is that Oklahoma State in that game against Baylor had three interceptions. They still won the game. Now, they won by 10. It was a little bit misleading because they came within a yard of winning the game but not covering. They had the ball, uh, I think it was fourth and goal at the two-yard line. They went for it. They get the touchdown, actually, so that put them up nine. They kick the extra point and win by 10. But I think Oklahoma State has gotten progressively better as the season has gone on. This Baylor team is very good, but they've been much stronger when they've been at home. And granted, this is a neutral site matchup, but I think Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, what an opportunity he's got in front of himself and his for his program. Oklahoma is obviously going through a transition right now. You've got a chance to win the Big 12. They win this game during the college football playoff. Doesn't matter what anybody else does. They they okay. win. They're in. Uh, so okay. if Oklahoma State can win this football game, they've got a chance to really send a message not only to the Big 12 but on a national scale. You're looking at potentially being a four seed. Uh, taking on Georgia potentially, or even getting as high as a three seed. So lots of opportunity here for Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders has gotten better. He's been inconsistent at times, but I still think he's good enough where this team is going to really present some challenges. And you mentioned it. If Bohannon can't go in this game, it's going to be a real situation for this uh, uh, Excuse me, this Baylor team. Blake uh, Shapin's going to be at quarterback. Uh, how effective can he be? Bohanna's been terrific for Dave Aranda's squad this year. Yeah, the Cowboys 9-2-1 ATS. They had a stretch of covering nine straight games. I'm interested to see how this Oklahoma State team handles the pressure because this is the first time they've ever been in the Big 12 title game, first time they've played. This is the biggest game in their program's history. Yes. It, 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 without a doubt, I think you can say that. So how they handle the pressure of win and possibly get in is what I think I'm most fascinated about, especially early on today in Conference Championship Saturday. We are just rolling along here on Point Spread Saturday. On the other side, Amal's A-list. Of course, it's Championship Saturday, so every team needs a win, but we're going to tell you the teams that need a win like they need blood. It's coming up here, 15 minutes. It is VCNV Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The new episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features Mattress Mac discussing his $13,000 worth of bets in last weekend's Kentucky Derby future wager. Anthony Stabile of the New York Racing Association previews Saturday's Cigar Mile Card at Aqueduct. Paul Zilm talks about Circus Sports' new Derby feature futures, and he handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it at vsin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Point spread Saturday rolling along here. Hour number one coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. College football playoff scenarios coming up at 6 o'clock, top of the second hour. But first... We get to Amal's A-list, teams that absolutely need a win like they need blood. And Amal, from looking that's a, that's at your That's a pretty graphic uh, statement. <laughs> hey, Usually you, you say you, oxygen. I thought that was a lot better. Oxygen, blood, water, whatever you want, whatever your fluid of choice, uh, we'll go with that. But looking at your A-list, I wanted to start off in the Big Ten because it's an interesting one here with the Michigan Wolverines right now. Double-digit favorites against the Iowa Hawkeyes. 11 points they are laying in Indianapolis with a total of 43-and-a-half. But Michigan, after what we saw last week, finally getting over the Ohio State hurdle, winning the Big Ten East. But according to you, job's not done. Well, listen, if they don't win this game tonight against Iowa, then what does last weekend mean? I mean, obviously you got an opportunity to beat Ohio State. But if you can't solidify it right now with an – I mean, this worked out so well for them. You don't have a revenge matchup against Wisconsin. You've got an Iowa team that is completely one-dimensional offensively, and even that dimension on running the football is still non-existent at times. This is a tremendous opportunity for this Michigan defense against an Iowa team that's been highly inconsistent. I think the Wolverines should have a huge uh, crowd tonight in uh, Indianapolis. They, they've got a great opportunity. If Jim Harbaugh and company don't win this football game, I don't know if they'll ever get a better opportunity. Remember last year they opted out of the game against Ohio State. Then on top of it, you've got a scenario where they hosted the Buckeyes this year. You're playing a really a team, in my opinion, in Iowa. Got off to a fast start, was misleading. If Penn State doesn't have an injury to Sean Clifford, they probably win that football game against the Hawkeyes. Still upset about that. I had a Penn State money line. <laughs> I mean, th- this is the dream scenario if you're Michigan. And then you're going into a college football playoff potentially against Georgia against Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. You know, Alabama, that's one of the reasons why it's an opportunity for Georgia to slay the dragon uh, in terms of knocking Alabama out of the picture. So I think it's very important for Michigan today. They've got to get a W. It's going to be a a critical and crucial opportunity for them. Yeah, the Wolverines, they've covered four straight games. They're the best team in the country against the spread, 10-2 and ATS. Kind of goes to show you what the expectations were heading into this season for Michigan here, but got to give them the credit. They have outperformed market expectations every step of the way, including last week's double-digit victory over Ohio State at home. Interesting enough for Iowa, though, 9-1 and ATS in their last 10 games against top five teams. They're usually undervalued, this Hawkeyes team, whenever they go up against one of the big boys, and they tend to play games close to them all. They do, but the thing is, a lot of those games have been in Iowa City. Yeah. This is a little bit of a different scenario here where they're 
uh, in a situation where they're in a neutral site. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The other thing is with Michigan, real quick, before we move on, is that I think this is a team that I don't want to say they flew under the radar. I just think because they haven't beaten the Buckeyes, they haven't gotten credit for it. They've still been a good team. This yeah. is not some program that's coming off of a four. I know last year, forget the COVID year, but previous to that, this is not a team that's coming off of a four and eight season. But it was the question that I would always ask you all throughout the season is that why aren't we talking about Michigan? And you'd always say, because they haven't beat Ohio State. And like everyone's just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop on that. And then we'll see what happens after Thanksgiving weekend. But it did not necessarily fly under the radar like the point you made there, but we didn't talk about we were talking about Michigan State more than we were talking about Michigan. Just I don't know how they had Kenneth Walker, the Heisman candidate, but it felt like this Wolverines team was just everyone's like, show show me yeah. essentially is what the what the sentiment was. Well, the other thing is you can make the argument that Michigan had they not had a couple of calls go against them against Michigan State, they're probably twelve and zero. And we're almost talking about them like, hey, if they lose this game today, they could still potentially be in the playoff. But yeah. I think they win, they're in, they're fine. Yeah, no, Michigan on Amal's A-list for teams that absolutely need to win today. Now, we talked about Oklahoma State in that game. If you had anything else you want to touch on them, we can also move on to Alabama or Cincinnati. Let's go with the Bearcats here, Amal. The yes. Cincinnati Bearcats in the American Athletic Conference, obviously the biggest AAC championship game in the history of that conference. There's Cincinnati. Many believe if a win today would put them into the college ball playoff as the first ever group of five team. But why are they on your list here, Ball? Well, first of all, they're facing an opponent that's won 11 games in a row in terms of Houston. The Cougars have done a tremendous job. I don't know anybody that's talked about Houston all year long. I mean, this team, they lost the first game against Texas Tech in which they blew a lead. If they were to go back and play that game over, they'd probably beat the Red Raiders. But more importantly, when you look at this team, they're going to be dangerous. But from Cincinnati's perspective, you've got everything. Last year, you should have beaten Georgia. They, I thought they mismanaged the clock late in that game against the, Bull, uh, the Bulldogs. Gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Should have won that game. And now you look at Cincinnati with this line down to 10 at home, Nippert Stadium. You're 12-0. and 0. You got a chance to be the first group of five team to make the college football playoff, assuming Alabama does not knock off Georgia or that um, Oklahoma State wins and Michigan wins. Because they, the key for them is if Bama loses, they're going to be in. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, everything is right in front of you. Dream scenario. If you said to Luke Fickle before the season started, hey, you got to win one game to get in the college football playoff, and you're going to need a little bit of help, very little, you're going to take that every day of your life. And this is the opportunity that exists here for Desmond Ritter and this Bearcats team. They've been outstanding. Uh, this is still a very good defense. I don't know if I believe this team is quite as good as they were last year at times. I thought Ford was a bit of a difference maker for them in terms of running the ball. But this is a great opportunity. Don't sleep on the Cougars, though. This has been a very good team. They've been very dangerous. Clayton Toon, if you haven't seen him play, very good quarterback. And then the Cougars' defense has been really good this year. Mm -hmm. I still think the Bearcats at home, that'll be the difference. I don't know if they cover. I would be leaning towards taking Houston in the points. But I think Cincinnati wins this game. Yeah, double-digit spread right there. It indicates, obviously, that they are at home in this spot. Going up against a Houston team, like you mentioned, they've won 11 straight games after losing in Week 1. Oklahoma State is on here. We talked about it, outlined it in the previous segment here. Biggest game in Cowboys program history with the first time that they've ever been in the Big 12 title game. And now here they are on the doorsteps of a college football playoff, which I don't think many people foresaw in the summertime heading into this season. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, when you look at Oklahoma State, you've generally looked at them from an offensive perspective, but it's been the defense that has carried this team. Knowles' defense has been outstanding. He's the defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, for Oklahoma State. They have been incredible what they've been able to do. They have really stymied a lot of teams, particularly in a league where it's always challenging to slow teams down. They've been able to get after it. And again, just like the things I listed for Michigan and for Cincinnati, the same thing applies to uh, Oklahoma State in this one. They've got everything right there in front of them, and they've got a great opportunity to be able to close it out and get to the college football playoff. I talked about it in the previous segment, but how do you think these teams respond to being in this sort of a pressure situation? Oklahoma State is used to being the bridesmaid. Uh, teams like Cincinnati, they're never used to really being in this spot to where this is national title consequences attached to these conference championship games here. How do you think these teams that are usually not in this situation of win and get in? This is usually reserved for Oklahoma's, Ohio State's, Clemson's. How do they respond? Do you think they get some early game jitters from like an Oklahoma State going up against a Baylor team that's not necessarily playing with house money because they obviously have a conference title that's at stake, but 
there's not as much pressure on them to win that game. They can play a little bit more loose as they don't have the attachment of the cloud of the CFP hanging over their heads. Oh, you're absolutely right. But I think Oklahoma State responded in an incredible way. When you look at it, this is a team against Oklahoma that was trailing, and they uh, really rallied in the fourth quarter, did a tremendous job scoring 13 points, outscoring the Sooners 13-0 in that fourth quarter. I thought that was probably the most challenging uh, situation of their season, and they were able to answer the bell. Now you've got an opportunity against a potential backup quarterback if Bohannon can't go for Baylor. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, this number will creep up past seven if he doesn't go once it's confirmed. Yeah. Remember, this game goes at noon Eastern time, 9 Pacific. So if you're going to take this game, probably take it as quickly as you can. If you're going to take Oklahoma State, if you're taking Baylor, you might want to take a wait-and-see approach because if it comes down from six to five and a half or five, it's not going to hurt you that much. But if it goes up to seven, it could benefit you immensely. Um, I just think Oklahoma State has been too good this year, and I think they get it done, and they're going to be the first team to punch their ticket into the playoff. Femi, in my opinion, they win the game. They are in, regardless of what happens anywhere else. Wow. So you think Oklahoma State at number five controls their destiny more so than Cincinnati, who's at number four? Well, remember, you got the group of five factor working against the Bearcats. For me, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, those four teams, they win, they control their own destiny. And that's why I had Alabama on the list as well, because if Alabama wins, they're in the college football playoff. We're all just assuming that Georgia's going to win this game. I shouldn't say we all are, but it, it's just been one of the statements that's been made fairly regularly where everyone just thinks that, hey, Georgia's going to win based on the season they've had. Uh, but I think those four teams that I mentioned – they don't have to worry about watching the scoreboard. They don't have to do anything else. In Cincinnati's case, they're going to be playing at the same time Alabama's playing. Don't worry about yeah. what, the, what the Crimson Tide are doing. Because even if Oklahoma State wins and Alabama wins, you still got Iowa with an opportunity to pull off the upset against Michigan. Yeah, no, plenty of opportunities, plenty of scenarios, which we will break down at the top of the second hour as we look at the CFP scenarios here. So Amal's A-list, just to recap, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Alabama on the A-list conference championship Saturday. We're still hours away from it, but folks, you can already feel the excitement as we build towards crowning eight champions this Saturday here in college football. On the other side, we've been talking a lot of power five. How about the group of five? We haven't forgot about you. Cincinnati, who's gonna win that one between the Cincinnati Bearcats and the Houston Cougars? Of course, the other three games in the group of five. It is Point Spread Saturday, rolling along here on VCD Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Saturday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point spread Saturday rolling along from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shaw. It is Championship Saturday, folks. Championship Saturday. Got the green on. Ready to cash some tickets. Hopefully we can get Amal in the green. He has an SEC future on... Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs. Amal Shah going barking. Hopefully we'll see later on this afternoon. That game, of course, Georgia, six and a half point favorites. We discussed that game earlier in the show. So let's turn our attention to the group of five. And we have four group of five conference championship games here, Amal. The MAC Championship, Mountain West, Sun Belt, and the AAC going on later today. But we were discussing in the break here, you were talking with our producer, Matt Neverett. He's an App State grad. He's a Mountaineer, and his App State Mountaineers are going up against the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. And Matt, our producer, he's pretty confident in his App State Mountaineers here. They're three-point favorites with a total of 52.5. Amal, are you as confident in App State going up against Louisiana today in the Fun Belt Conference Championship? I am not App State, better known as the Harvard of Boone, North Carolina. <laughs> not anywhere outside of it <laughs> is known as that. You have to throw a shot there. <laughs> it's not a shot. I'm just being honest, right? Is there Are there actually any other colleges there? Probably not. So that's why they're the Harvard of uh, Boone, North Carolina. I didn't even say the state of North Carolina. I just said <laughs> Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. 
Uh, you look at this team. Remember Chase Bryce, the Clemson transfer under center for this team. They had a great run balance and, and throwing the football. This team has been incredible in terms of running the football this year. Uh, they got a trio of running backs that have been able to put up over 700 yards. But I just think against L, uh, L, uh, ULL, the Raging Cajun here, they're going to have a hard time. This is a game that was dominated the first time around. Lewis and company offensively moved the ball extremely well against App State. I think they'll be able to do the same thing against this team in this matchup. And remember, this game is down in Lafayette. I know the one thing that people are looking at is Billy Napier is taking over the head job at Florida. How does that impact him here? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be as much of a concern from my perspective. You don't think any distractions or anything? He's moving his whole family down to Gainesville. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not doing anything. They're, they're called movers. When, you, when you're when you signing these kinds of deals, you're not well, lifting yeah, a finger, right? But, you yeah. know, he's, he's in, involved in the, you know, the logistics and all that stuff, or maybe just has to sign off on which company to go with. But, you know, it's maybe a little distraction. You know? I, I don't disagree, but when you don't get to 11-1 and one and your only loss being against Texas, and this is another team like uh, the Houston Cougars that's won 11 in a row that's gone under the radar. I like them in this particular spot. They've already dominated this matchup. Normally, I like the other side in a revenge spot. But to me, I think this is a complete football team in the Raging Cajun. They win this football game. Um, you know, App State's had a tremendous year. They had a loss against Miami. That's a game that they probably could have won. Uh, now, if you play Miami now, I think Miami's better offensively than they were at that point in mm-hmm. time. But I'm just not convinced. The one thing you got to point to for App State, though, their last three games, Femi, they've only given up 17 points. That's really where the difference has been for this team. But, again, that was against USA, Troy, and Georgia Southern. So it's not like they've been overwhelming some really strong opponents. Yeah, in their last six games in this series, the underdog is 5-1 and one ATS. So that would obviously be rolling with you and the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns, who are 11-1 straight up, but only 5-7 and seven against the number this season. Of course, Louisiana 5-0 and oh to the under in their last five home games as a ranked team. We'll see how that one unfolds later on this afternoon. Kickoff 12-30 over there between App State and Louisiana Lafayette. Moving along to the Mountain West, we have a ranked team in this matchup here at Mall. Utah State taking on number 19, San Diego State. The Aztecs, six-point favorites with a total of 49.5. This is one of those conference games, once again, that is played at home. But San Diego State, it's kind of a home away from home as they're playing in Carson, California, not in San Diego. What is your read on this one between the Aggies and the Aztecs? Aztecs laying near a touchdown against the Aggies. I love San Diego State in this game. I thought the come-from-behind victory that they had against Boise really showed me something from an offensive standpoint. Give uh, Barney Rubble, better known as uh, Brady Hoke, a credit for making the quarterback change. He puts in Brookshire. This team just starts to click offensively. Defensively, they did a tremendous job. I think this Utah State team has had a really nice year at 9-3. and three. I just don't think they're good enough to necessarily slow down the Aztecs' running game. And I think the San Diego State defense should be able to control Utah State. Um, you know, if you go back to the Colorado State game, we saw them running the ball effectively against the Aggies. I, I think this is an opportunity for the San Diego State team to dominate. You mentioned that, the game being in Carson. I, I laid the six here, Femi, and I know we'll get into the plays in about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a game where even if you're not laying the points, I would take them on the money line. I think the Aztecs roll. I give them a ton of credit. 11-1 and season, only loss being against Boise. I, I like the Aztecs here in this one. Now, the total in this game is 49 and a half in San Diego State, 12 and three to the under in their last 15 home games as a favorite. Is that where you'd look? Would you look towards the under in this matchup? Uh, what, give me the total again. You said 49, 49 and, and a half. half. Yeah, I would. I think uh, San Diego State will move the football, but I think Utah State will struggle a little bit. Remember, these two teams played last year, and I know last year was a completely different year, COVID, so many different factors. Aztecs won that game by 31 points. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and the other thing is, remember, San Diego State's going to run the football and some of the best special teams in college football. I was going to say, they're probably the best punter in the history of the sport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but th- this is a team that's been tremendous in terms of what they've been able to do uh, in terms of not only kicking field goals, Matt Ariza has been outstanding. It seems like every punt of his is 75-plus yards. <laughs> it's it, crazy. It, it really is. I, I just think, to me, when you look at today, I, I think Michigan's going to win the game, and I think they're going to cover but I'm not – I mean, that's a 12-point line, 11-point line. But even winning the football game, I think Iowa's got a better chance to beat Michigan mm-hmm. than I think Utah State does against San Diego State. I, I am supremely confident. I thought it was just a momentum-changing victory because San Diego State's not a team that you expect to come from behind. They were down 16-3, no. to 24 unanswered by the Aztecs. 
you know, this is a team we know how good they've been defensively for a long time. But to do it from an offensive perspective was unbelievable. Yeah, the market agrees with you. This game opened San Diego State three and a half. Now it's up to six. And you still like it at that number to lay yeah. six with the Aztecs. I'd, I'd go up to seven here. Spot. The, the VEASAN consensus also loves San Diego State in this game for the folks who are subscribed to Point Spread Weekly, which should be all of you guys. So just make sure you're locked in on that. Let's go to the Maction. Get a little bit of Maction on a Saturday. Usually we get these games on a Tuesday. In the MAC Championship, Kent State taking on Northern Illinois. And right now, the Huskies, three-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game to the Golden Flashes. Total of 74-and-a-half. And it might not be high enough, all These two teams can light up the scoreboard. They really can. I didn't play this total, but I will tell you this. When you look at Dustin Crum and what he's been able to do for this Kent State team offensively all year, been terrific. They can really score, and they can score in bunches. When these two teams met earlier this year, uh, Northern Illinois jumped out to a lead. Remember, that was a road game in Kent. But the Flashes came uh, roaring back in that one. They were able to win that game 52-47. They scored 31 points in the second quarter alone, Femi. So, you know, this is going to be an explosive game. And and that's the one thing. Think about this. 74.5 is the total here. When these two teams met earlier, it was 71.5. There was only seven points scored at the end of the first quarter. You wound up with at halftime, I, I think they had 52 points at that point, and then they wound up with 99 for the game. <laughs> uh, so even if you've got the over and it's kind of slowly coming out of the block, don't be concerned. And there's a bigger advantage in this one. That one was a little bit cooler temperatures when that one was played in early November. This one in a dome in Ford Field should be a lot of fun. I, I think, you know, I mentioned, the, and we haven't talked about it yet, but the Wake Forest-Pittsburgh game is probably going to be the best game, the most entertaining game to watch all mm-hmm. day. I think this game would probably be the second best game. Yeah, no, this game, you mentioned the, the point of forward field. I think that's a massive point. Perfect conditions. Absolutely. Fast track. No wind or anything to worry about this time of year, of course, with the weather gets a little bit cooler pretty much everywhere in the country. So this game indoors it could be absolute fireworks between Kent State and Northern Illinois. We touched on this game earlier, the American Athletic Conference, but of course this is the premier group of five game between Houston and Cincinnati. The Bearcats right now, 10-point favorites, or 10.5, I believe, is the current line. Yeah, 10 here at the South Point, but 10.5, the consensus total of 52.5. Any final thoughts here on the Cougars and the Bearcats? Obviously, knowing what we know about Cincinnati needing this victory to get to the college football playoff. Yeah, I think the key is going to be two things. Clayton Toon can't turn the football over. He's done well this year, 26-8 to in terms of touchdowns to INTs, and then Alton McCaskill's got to run the ball effectively. He's going to have to have a big day for this Cougars team. I think their defense will play well for the most part. And then on the flip side, you got to really, if you're Cincinnati, got to get Desmond Ritter to make some plays, which I think it will do. I think the Bearcats win the game. I don't believe they cover this one. I didn't play this, but I think it should be a good game. But I think the difference will be playing at Nippert, a home game for the Bearcats in this one, will, will be the difference in my opinion. Very comfortable weather right now for December in southwest Ohio. 65 degrees is going to be the temperature. Any chance Desmond Ritter can get into the uh, Heisman discussion with a good performance today? I don't think so. I think right now you're looking at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and maybe if Will Anderson or Jordan Davis has a monster game or Aiden Hutchinson, they become one of those people that gets the trip to New York doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a winner of the trophy. Yeah, Ritter, I think last check was 50-1 to to win the Heisman. You'd think with an undefeated season uh, they would be able to get a chance at it, but just statistically hasn't put up a great performances. But we'll tell you on the other side who could possibly win the Heisman Award because, oh, yeah, a little bit of market-checked Heisman Trophy edition coming up on the other side. It is Point Spread Saturday rolling along here on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Bowl betting guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few high or key high value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe almost like i said high key i was like okay now we're getting another little millennial talk going on high key uh it is point spread saturday rolling along here at the visa studios from the south point hotel and casino femi abebefe amal shah top of the next hour cfp scenarios and what the lines possibly could be come tomorrow but first let's talk a little bit of heisman check as Amal's the Heisman here on Point Spread Saturday. He's talking to fans in between breaks here, just get, get, getting, uh, getting the people what they want as we discuss the Heisman odds. Now, these odds were courtesy of DraftKings. Now, they're not on the boards right now, but just to give you guys a little bit of reference, these were the odds earlier this week. Bryce Young, of course, the minus 220 odds-on favorite to win the Heisman. He is the Alabama quarterback. C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, plus 450. Then it's a clear drop-off. Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan pass rusher, 20 to 1. Kenneth Walker, 20 to 1, should be 20,000 to 1. Matt Corral, the Ole Miss quarterback, 21, same situation. Kenny Pickett, though, 20 to 1. He's playing today. The Pitt Panthers taking on Wake Forest. Jordan Davis, the big fella in the middle of that Georgia defensive line, 50 to 1. And then Will Anderson, Alabama's premier pass rusher, 50 to 1 as well. Amal, we can't bet on these right now. DraftKings is taking these off of the board, but. If you had to make a bet, maybe there's some b- books that still have Heisman odds up and the folks want to listen and maybe get a little juice in before next week's Heisman is revealed. Where would you go with your money in this situation? Do you think it is Bryce Young's award regardless what happens later on this afternoon or can somebody else come from behind and snatch this award? No, I think it's a two-person race and it really comes down to how Bryce Young plays. I think it's his award to lose. If he plays the way he did for the first three and a half quarters against uh, Auburn, I don't think he's going to win the award. But, you know, they're giving him so much credit for that one drive against Auburn, which I still contend if Tank (laughs) Bigsby stepped out of bounds, we're not even having this conversation. The Heisman moment, Amal. I don't even understand that. They could just it was stop. an impressive drive. What was it, 96 yards, 97 yards, whatever Yeah, but here's the problem. Auburn was blitzing the entire day, and then all of yeah. a sudden they decided not to. If you look at the Alabama's last six games, you pressure Bryce Young, and he's not as effective. And I expect Georgia to bring some pressure today. Should be interesting to see how this one plays out. Uh, but, you know, what surprises me a little bit is the, the affinity that everybody has for Aiden Hutchison because I get that Ohio State has given up very few sacks, and Hutchison had three last week. But Will Anderson's got better statistics than Aiden Hutchison. He's got uh, 14 and a half sacks. Hutchison's got 13. You look at uh, the one thing, though, Hutchison's got two forced fumbles. Will Anderson, this is a bit surprising. He has zero forced fumbles. Yeah. I mean, to me, the predator, Chase Young, I think had four, four or five forced fumbles <laughs> a couple of years ago when he was at Ohio State. You're getting home, but how are you not stripping the ball at some point in time? Uh, so I don't think any of these defensive players can win. I'm with you. I think what's going to be more interesting to see is how the hell does ESPN turn this into a one-hour show when there's going to be no suspense in this thing? Uh, that, that's what's more intriguing to me when they're handing out the Heisman. 
if Bryce Young doesn't play well, let, let's say he's got to throw a pick or two for him to potentially lose the award. If he just mm-hmm. has even pedestrian numbers and doesn't have a turnover, he'll win the he'll win the award. Over under three and a half invitees to New York next week. Oh, definitely under. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it, it'll be a scenario where you're probably going to wind up with two guys that may have a third just for the sake of inviting somebody. But I don't even understand <laughs> the purpose of it. Got to fill that content for an hour. You know, you know, Kenny Pickett can get there because if he yeah. plays extremely well, Matt Corral has been kind of under the radar for the last for several weeks. And I want to touch on that before I wanted to make another point on Aiden Hutchinson here in all seriousness. The Michigan pass rusher, I think just on based on how the game is going to be played, now Michigan is 11-point favorite. But what we know about Iowa, they like to muck up the game. They like to shorten the game. Just limit as many possessions as possible. I don't know if the pass rushing opportunities are going to be there for Aiden Hutchinson. Now, if Michigan gets out in front and just kind of, all right, 21 nothing early, then, of course, Iowa's going to have to pass to get back into the football game. But I don't think that's how Michigan really plays traditionally. I think this is a game that's going to be more so going to have to run the ball, stop the run, do those types of things. I don't see Hutchinson with the opportunities to make the big splash plays. And, of course, Iowa, they're not stupid. Kirk Ferentz is a smart coach. They saw the tape last week. There's going to be two, three guys. Now, maybe David Ajabo gets the Heisman movement. Maybe he has three sacks. But they're not going to let Aiden Hutchinson absolutely wreck this game. I don't see that happening. So, Hutchinson at 20-1, to nah, I'm not really interested in that whatsoever. Kenny Pickett, though, 20-1, to however, and we haven't discussed this game, really, the ACC title game, Pitt taking on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons right now. That line has actually moved up to three and a half. I think with a strong performance, if Kenny Pickett in a game that's supposed to be closely contested, and look at the total, 71 and a half. This is expected to be a higher-scoring game. If Pickett throws for four or five touchdowns and they win that game, let's say in dramatic fashion, now they're a power five champion. His statistics are Heisman worthy. I'm su- I'm surprised he's 20 to one there to win the award of all. Because if you look at the biggest moment he's had this year in two games, one was against Clemson. He didn't play his best game. And granted, that's an elite level defense, in my opinion, probably the second best defense in college football. And then the Miami game, he had a crucial interception at the end of the game, which was one that really prevented them from winning that football game. He's had a tremendous year, 40 touchdowns, seven INTs. But you look at Stroud, uh, 38 touchdowns, five picks. Um, Bryce Young, I think he's got 40 touchdowns and four picks. So both of those guys are a little bit ahead of him in terms of the numbers. And, you know, the one thing that people are comp- uh, you know, saying, well, Bryce Young had that Heisman moment. You played a pedestrian Auburn team. I thought C.J. Stroud was the one reason Ohio State didn't get blown out against Michigan. Dude, he's awesome. He was unbelievable <laughs> really in that good. game. I mean, he was, 40, <laughs> he was 34 for 49 in that game, throws for almost 400 yards and a couple of touchdown passes. So it was the Ohio State defense that was the problem. You know, it's funny. This is what I don't like about the Heisman Trophy. If Ohio State's run defense came to play and Stroud has the same numbers across the board, He's, He's the minus front a thousand. Yeah, exactly. It's so ridiculous how it's yeah. based on what your team does. So then instead of calling it the Heisman Trophy, just call it the Heisman Team Award. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So <laughs> it should be fun to see how uh, – I'm looking forward to seeing how Bryce Young performance against this defense. Um, you know, Alabama has struggled on their opening drive so far this year. You know, where the plays are scripted, you would expect teams to be able to do better. Bill O'Brien hasn't done a tremendous job. I, I am, to me – I can't remember the last time that an opening drive was as imperative. The Michigan game was the one, but if you go back even beyond that, when a game, the opening drive was so important for a team. Michigan set the tone early on. If Alabama accepts their kickoff, how do they do against that Georgia defense? Yeah. I can't wait to see this. I, I yeah, can't do, believe we've got to wait do, another they, 10 hours still. Do they defer? Do they take uh, the ball? Or, I mean, uh, I, I think I think I'd take the ball. Let me go right at the mouth. Let me go right at that Georgia defense and see what we can do and try to set a tone early on in the game. The tide, of course, six and a half point underdogs any interest in the big fella jordan davis because here's the thing i've been trying to get this guy on the heisman just stage all season long because i think he's been the best story on the best team all throughout this college football season he is the anchor of that defense a defense that is allowing not even seven points per game of all like he means so much to their team if he were to have maybe a three tackle for loss, four tackle for loss game, maybe a fumble recovery, touchdown, big fella touchdown or something. Maybe they give him the ball on offense to score a touchdown. If Georgia defense is as good as everybody says it is and they absolutely shut down the Alabama offense, why not Jordan Davis is a 50 to one? If you want to take long shots, don't take Hayden, Aiden Hutchinson, in my opinion. Take a 50 to one like Jordan Davis just in case Georgia's defense lives up to the billing. 
Because the problem is this is a statistical award more than the best player. This is considered yeah. the most outstanding player in college football. And to me, if you went with the most outstanding player, I would give you probably three guys that should be on this list right now, four guys. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and Jordan Davis. And then, you know what, I would throw in Kayvon Thibodeau. I know Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson has been outstanding in the last uh, couple of games. But I, I would point to you put him up there as number five or number six. I would have four defensive players and then two guys from the offensive side. But I just don't think there's enough uh, from a statistical standpoint for a defensive lineman to really be able to contend. Remember when Charles Woodson won it? He was a guy that was returning punts. He had a tremendous number of interceptions. You know, even if you're a DB, you got a far better chance because you can accumulate the statistic of interceptions yeah. and even potential interception returns. So, and he had to do some stuff on offense. Too, absolutely, just to yes, award. exactly right. And so I think that made a difference. And that, to me, is what what's going to be the key here. But I said 10 hours, but it's seven hours. I can't wait, you know, for kickoff in this game. Obviously, I'm going to be pulling for the dogs here. Um, they've got a chance to really close out a tremendous season. But... I really want to see Bryce Young, who I think is an unbelievable talent against this Georgia defense. And you still think that C.J. Stroud can win this award? I do, because what happens if Bryce Young has a game where they throw, he throws two picks and they get beat 41-14 to 14 or something like that? Yeah. Now it's, I have a hard time seeing Stroud just because he's out of sight, out of mind, and he's not playing this weekend. But, I mean, he wasn't the reason why they're not playing this weekend. Is that how you – Put it, it's obviously that Buckeyes run defense didn't come to play against Michigan. So it's it's interesting just based on how these voters and, you know, uh, what do they call it, the recency bias, based on that with Stroud not playing this week, and I think he's at a severe disadvantage but to win this award. If that's the case, then these voters should uh, be no longer able to vote because this is an accumulation of the entire season. By the way, uh, Jordan Davis, two sacks on the year. Hard to, hard to win when you've got two sacks statistically. But if you watched him play. I, I, he's been great. <laughs> he's been awesome. He's been the best player in the country, in my opinion. On the other side, top of the second hour, points for Saturday, CFP scenarios. We discuss. It is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.